Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp. As a podcast listener, you've heard from us before. Today, let's hear from our members about what online therapy has done for them. I would recommend my therapist 1,000 times over. She has truly changed my life. The day after my first session, my friends and family said I sounded like myself again for the first time in weeks. You deserve to invest in your well-being. Visit BetterHelp.com to see what it can do for you. That's BetterHelp.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview was uh, another one of those uh, just wonderful conversations with Carmel Winters and Hazel Dube talking about uh, their new film, Float Like a Butterfly. This is a a feel-good story for sure. It's going to uh, challenge you in a variety of ways. And if you peel back a layer or two, you're going to see how how deep, I guess, the rabbit hole uh, really goes. Set in the 1960s, it's a bit of a period piece and maybe more of a period piece for some than others. It's about boxing. It's about families. It's about it's about relationships and, and about taking chances and about risk and responsibility. It's it's a comedy, but it it, it, it never it never sort of laughs in your face. It's it's um it's a uh, a beautiful film about a young woman who I guess you could say comes of age. Uh, there's a little bit of singing uh, actually in this interview as well, and I think you're going to really enjoy that. It's uh, it's a very uh, human and 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 visceral piece about about fear and and about about hurt and about families and about and about love frankly and it's about about liberating one another uh and and recognizing that uh, that that redemptive part of of our own humanity and and seeing uh, strengths and weaknesses in others. And, and I think you're going to really appreciate Carmel's, uh, I almost called her Carmel. You'll find out why that happens uh, in the interview, but really appreciate her uh, and Hazel's sense of humor as well. And you can see how that really comes out in the film. And uh, the film won an award at TIFF this year. So so stay tuned, uh, pay attention. Uh, Float Like a Butterfly coming up, uh, the interview and the film hopefully soon to a theater near you. Don't forget David Peck Live dot com for more information about my writing and, and speaking face to face live dot ca for coming up on 400 interviews there with filmmakers and authors and a whole host of other interesting people 
uh, talking about important things. And if you want to support the work that I'm doing, you can do that through patreon.com. And if you can't do that, totally get it, totally understand, but I would so appreciate a review on iTunes for Face to Face. If you're enjoying uh, what we're doing here, if you've been challenged by by some of the interviews or if you felt affirmed or, or drawn in, I really would appreciate a review. Coming right up, Carmel Winters, Hazel Dupe, Little Singing, Don't Forget, and uh, talking about their new film, Float Like a Butterfly. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by two very special guests today. And we've got some big news, too. So we've got some congratulations to offer to one of our guests today. But uh, Carmel Winters, or Carmel, as she prefers to sometimes be called, and Hazel Duper here with me today to talk about their new film, Float Like a Butterfly. We're here at the Toronto International Film Festival. Welcome to Toronto. Welcome uh, to the interview and Face to Face. And thanks for, thanks for coming. Thank you for having us. We're delighted to be here. We're delighted. And, and you're celebrating. Yeah. Uh, you tell tell us what happened. You arrived and well, we it was two days before we arrived in Toronto, and the notion struck us as we looked at the shoes that I was going to wear for the premiere. Okay, and uh, my partner had decorated them with felt tips, and we looked at them and we thought, mm, much like look- my shoes are decorated today. So. <laughs> Don't try it at home. <laughs> Hazel's but, um, checking. <laughs> yeah, just to make sure. Um, we we looking at the shoes. I it struck me that they looked like wedding shoes. So we rang up Toronto City Hall okay. and asked them, by any chance, would they have a booking free? And they said, and this was Wednesday we rang them, they said, well, um, the week you're looking at is all booked, but Friday, we could fit you in Friday morning. We could fit you in for a... For a wedding. Wow. Yeah, that's just craziness. Congratulations. <laughs> well, we barely arrived in time because my flight was delayed and I literally had to utter the um, immortal words, get me to the City Hall on time. <laughs> on time Not only yes. have I a premiere in Toronto to get to, I have a wedding to get to. Which was which was the more important, the premiere or the say, wedding? I would say, well, the wedding was scarier. Oh, it was? It was, actually. Oh, okay. It was yeah. a great how ploy. Was the Q, how was the Q&A after the wedding? What was that like? <laughs> <laughs> it was, well, it was before the wedding. questions from me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, well, what happened was I created um, a social media group. Nobody knew we were getting married. Okay. That's and, not um, much of a social media group. Well, I, I created a group to tell them afterwards, but I called it Hitched, and I didn't realize that when you create a social media group, they get informed that they're part of a group called Hitched. So as we were going to the city hall, my my phone was hopping. What's going on? Are you messing? Um, yeah. But anyway, we got to the city hall and yeah, we got Yeah, when I got, got off the plane, there was about 300 text messages. And I was like, I didn't realize I was this popular. <laughs> but it was all from that group, so. That's well, congratulations <laughs> and uh, surprising news. I del- we we should yeah. be doing a, 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 a an interview just about that, it seems to me. Now, you said this was a sudden decision, though. Well, we're 18 years together. 18 years in the making, but quite sudden. Yeah. Well, it was. It literally was about looking down at the shoes. And I knew we were heading into Toronto was where we had our honeymoon uh-huh. 18 years ago. Oh, okay. So as we were heading into the festival, and we, it was the first time we'd ever made a film together. Oh, okay. Yep. And we thought, I don't know, I suppose by um, we'd often thought of getting married and we'd always backed out of it. So is that what Muhammad Ali meant when he said float like a butterfly? Is that just mm-hmm. kind of dipping in and, I think, and, and, yeah. and, and stepping into it? That's I, kind of what your film is about in a way, Do you know way, what? There's it? something kind of romantic about floating like a butterfly and there's something really delicate and female and beautiful. And I am so glad we got married and I am so glad we made that film together. Mm. I just feel it's a turning point in my life that I've come of age at last at 48 years of age. <laughs> You've come of age at 48. I've finally grown up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But, uh... 
hazel. Uh, <laughs> Well, I suppose you would see me as an eternal child. Really. Yes. So, yeah. so there are comedic moments in the film, and now that I met you both, I'm thinking, wow, how come it wasn't more of a comedy? But I think it kind of, there's a comedic edge, right? I mean, clearly, yeah. you as a director would have th- yeah. that that um, that effect on pretty much everything you do. It seems to well, me. Well, you're very astute to say to ask how come it didn't become a comedy, because I was interested. I really wanted it to be something an audience could enjoy. So, of course, you look towards comedy for that, but all sorts of values like beauty and mm-hmm. richness and mm-hmm. emotional comfort, um, all of that. But it resisted becoming an outright comedy. It did. It's not, it isn't actually a comedy. But I think if you look at life, from moment to moment, the tone changes. Something terrible is happening. Something wonderful is happening at any one moment in, in time. Every single well, emotional response and, is, is occurring. And, and you set that up so well at the beginning of the film that life is unexpected, mm-hmm. right? The mm-hmm. celebration kind of, it seems, going on around the fire, I think, and the guitar, and we're playing as a family, this wonderful family. And boy, things in a heartbeat change yeah. For, yeah. for everyone. Yeah. That's my experience of life, though. Mm-hmm. I've been at you know funerals where suddenly it becomes hilarious, right. and the most grief-stricken people are laughing hardest. Right, yeah. and that's when I know I'm in the vicinity of truth. Is when um, yes. there is actually laughter. Yeah, when there's laughter, when there's um, also you know have a, pay attention, grief, laughter, they're very close to each mm. other. Oh, everything it's very human. Yeah, it's true. Um, kind of a, 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 a celebration. Yeah. You're at a funeral, you're laughing. It almost seems like that's what you should be doing. Yeah, life and death. Yeah. There's no life without death and no death without life. Yeah. I mean, they're one and the same. And um, with every every triumph, there's a struggle. I love the uh, I love the phrase, the vicinity of truth. Mm. It's beautiful. It's mm. good. Maybe that'll be your autobiography. Mm. Mm. I, I love the truth. I'm so attracted to it. I find it beautiful even when it's harsh. Is that... Um, there's an authenticity to the the story, and congratulations, mm. by the way, on the film, and what a mar- marvelous performance, and uh, so um, uh, intimate mm. and warm and, mm. and deeply relational. I, I love mm. so many things about it. Um, is that was that important to you? I mean, if you love truth, yeah. was it important to you to root it in something really, um, I don't know, human, gritty almost? Um, Does that make sense? I'm not interested. You're, you're bang on. I know you saw the film by the language you're using. Right. I, I was thinking this one, it needs to be fleshy. It, fleshy. Uh, and that there's <laughs> actually an element of chaos, of turbulence, exuberance. The exuberance of real people living real lives in a big extended clan. And uh, people who have survived incredible circumstances. Right, so right. their humanity is deep and rich and scarred and beautiful. And I'm one of 12 children, so I have always experienced life. I, I've only ever experienced the world as a village. Oh, wow. You know, what I've a, never yeah. experienced the notion of the self is really you know, uh, an odd one to me because I've experienced myself always as one of many. So, so always community for you. Community, yeah. Yeah, life is community. Everything you can do in life depends on your relationship to others. Well, and isn't isn't that where truth or authenticity and healing mm-hmm. is yeah. really meant to be to be found? Yes, right? yes, and, and in I our think, film. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and the film for me is about is about loneliness, is about inclusion, is about mm. uh, an unembraced. Tell tell us, um, your mom says to you pretty much right out of the gate. Uh, don't ever let anyone knock you down, I mm-hmm. think is the line or something yeah. along those lines. 
tell us a little bit about the film, maybe without too many spoilers, but can you right. provide some context for us? Yeah. Um, well, it's a film that's set basically in a traveling community in Ireland, in rural Ireland, and um, it's about a young girl who her idol in life is Muhammad Ali, and in the first scene we see her um, her mother and her her entire clan is sitting around a fire and they're having a great time and they're you know playing some tunes and then the um, the harshness of that scene in contrast to what we just see is is really harrowing and her mother is taken away from her and her father is also taken away from her in two separate ways and um, it's a story about how she comes um, to terms with that f well it's it's a story set f about eight years into the future when her father comes back and how difficult she finds it to adjust to his way of life rather than her own because she's in this community that really doesn't accept girls that um, I guess that that puts them put themselves out there that, that push back exactly yeah. yeah yeah that are willing to to what is what's the phrase put up their dukes <laughs> is yeah, that yeah. what the phrase is I'm not a, I'm not much well, of a boxer it's a, it's a real, you always know you're in the vicinity of truth when there's contradictions mm -hmm. at play. Mm -hmm. And the contradiction is that, like, at the heart of this community are powerful matriarchs. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, there are extraordinary sanctions against female freedom. Absolutely, right. yeah. So you have both things going on at and, once. And it comes out in really, I guess, I, mean, I don't know if I can say it this way, but simple and systemic ways. Yeah. Like they're just they're things that just sort of roll off the tongue, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, don't ever talk to me like that, you know. The the slap, which I've yeah. found, you know, mm -hmm. that's always so harsh when physical abuse is involved mm -hmm. of any kind. Mm -hmm. But it's also deeply um, entrenched. Mm -hmm. In order for that to just roll off the tongue that way, mm -hmm. very yeah. simple phrase or, mm -hmm. or a way of be, be, be being, mm -hmm. that means it's been going on for an awfully long time. We have a lot of practices as, as human beings at policing each other. Mm. And we need to start practicing releasing each other and supporting and liberating each other. But you know what? What we've seen is that repressive um, states, where the state apparatus is really repressive, the the cops are on the street, the soldiers are on the street, and in so-called liberal democracies, the cops are in people's heads. Right. It's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How much of? Uh, how, I mean, maybe this is a silly question to ask a director, but I, I've asked a few this uh, festival um, and over the years. Uh, uh, I think there's some insight here about um, what's the phrase I'm going to use here: authorial intention. You know, as the as the writer, the the author, the director, the 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 the, the um, maker. The maker. Yeah, I was, I'm trying to find another word, but the you know the head collaborator. How's yeah, that? That's nice. How much of you? How much of you is in the film? How, how autobiographical is this? Well, the incidents aren't autobiographical, but every person that knows me intimately says there is a Francis mm. in you, Carmel. Nice. And I have to believe them. <laughs> Sometimes people <laughs> right, know right. you better than you know yourself. Sure, sure. But I, I suppose the sense of I have experienced a kickback against trying to merely be my best and moreover give my best. Right. I right. have experienced it sometimes when I want at my my most generous impulse will be the one that will be re rejected. Right. And I think that's a tragedy for human nature if we are stopping people being their best. Right. 
Right. I really do. I think we need everyone's best. And this is and this is float like a butterfly is like that. Mm -hmm. Hazel, I, I mean, not a boxer. Never really liked boxing, actually, to be honest mm. with you. But but uh, there is as a metaphor, it it it, it makes a great deal of sense. Mm -hmm. uh, just everything, the gloves, and it's a great scene by the way at the carnival or whatever it was, where I guess you thought this was Ali yeah. in, in this ring. Yeah. It's a wonderful <laughs> scene. Uh, what was it like for you to kind of have to box? Um, and and have the sort of the position of power too, which is pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was funny. Um, there were a few near misses in terms of uh, <laughs> nearly punching somebody in the face. When were I they pat? Were those gloves padded? Were they? Uh... Oh, they were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. Good. But good. they were they were genuine gloves from the seventies, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. We're we got them from the fifties. Yeah, they were. We got them from the local museum. She did skin Jamie. She only did took I? a teeny, like a fraction of a millimeter of skin <laughs> off his cheek. <laughs> It was quite, and he was so proud. Cost of doing, cost of doing business, right? Just a little tiny bit of his skin taken, but that's how precise you were. You mean you were right? You know, they they, they went for it. Let me yeah. tell you. Uh, we're and we're in the early seventies or late sixties. The first scene is set in nineteen sixty-four, and a sec, and then thereafter the whole film is seventy-two when Muhammad Ali came to Ireland and mm. Ireland fell in love with him. Yeah. He represented for Irish people, like Irish people, you know, a post-colonial country. Sure. They recognised yep. in Ma Muhammad Ali one of their own. Right, yeah. right. It's and there's great. one, there's that one great line too, I was right? I say that, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a great line, um, Irish people are the blacks, or sorry. The travelling people. The travelling people are the, the blacks of Ireland. Travelling people, yeah. yes. We may look up white on the outside, but inside, the travelling people yes, are the Yes, and that really comes out with, well, you, you bring it out in a few ways with some of the young boys, especially in the town or the teenagers, but the police mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. In that sense, it's, they're, they're very symbolic as a force. Sure. Yeah. Like, we stay in a traveller-centric point of view, and that this is probably the only film you, you'll ever see where we're so deeply inside a traveller point of view right. that actually we look out at the, other, at the, the outside world um, in its symbolic meanings as well as its actual ones so the police are a symbolic force of the state apparatus which sure. at that time was trying to absolutely annihilate traveler culture no other no other so, way of saying, saying it they didn't think they were doing that but children were forcibly taken from their parents and put into um, state institutions where they were very badly abused mm -hmm. and this is an issue we're dealing with here in canada as well yeah. with our indigenous folk and yeah. peoples and first nations metis inuit this idea of of you know, I was going to say ripping people out of their, their but that's yeah. you destroy How you, you destroy a culture is destroy right. a family. And my film is not about the bad men, the good woman. It's about how men are turned against women to the detriment of both of them. Right. And that there are forces in our society right. deliberately doing that so that we get distracted from the real, real hostility leveled at human beings. It sounds to me like you should be teaching a, a course or two yeah. at the local university. Yeah, I making have done. films. <laughs> yeah. I have done. Yeah. Oh, have you? Okay, but you. really, you know what? Who are you talking to in a university? Look at the look. I want to talk to the world, not to a class. Mm. Right, right. And 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 the way you've chosen to do this is by this this beautiful parable. Yeah. Mm. This is and it, it, so so both of you. I'd love to hear from both of you on this. Um, you know, uh, the idea that so I think it's interesting. So you can be at the front and. The, podium you've got a microphone you're writing mm -hmm. an essay and this is one way to you know tr tr uh, transmit truth or teach yeah and then there's another way that's way more subtle mm -hmm. that's under the surface mm -hmm. and that's through great film great story great great art mm -hmm. 
Do you think it has more of an impact coming through that some of these messages coming through in this story, like Float Like a Butterfly? You know, uh, people will watch it and they'll, it's, it's, it's a feel good well, film. Well, what I would like is that people, I always want people to have the right to disagree with me. Right. So I don't want what I say to be taken as the final word. Sure. And what a film does is it liberates the story and the humanity of it to meet the kind of humanity and the stories of the, pe- of the audience. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to them. I, I don't want my views of the world to go unchallenged. I want to be continually exercised and to be able to learn other point of views. Um, in the film, like, so my way of describing the film mightn't be your way of experiencing it. Mm, right, exactly. And there's latitude there. Which is what's there. so beautiful about, yeah. about this yeah, kind of yeah. storytelling, right? Yeah. I mean, actually, it's all, it is, the devil is in the detail, you know, and the truth is in the detail as well. Was it kind of fun to to be you know throwing a few punches like that? And yeah. I would imagine you had to do a bit of training, did you? Yeah, to... I, I actually did. I think it was two weeks of training before, was it? You did two weeks with Clara, yeah. and then you'd done your own. Yeah, classes. I'd done my own classes back in um, Dublin, so um, that was fun. I think I was doing like three nights a week for like an hour for a couple of months, and then when I came to um, a few weeks before shooting, uh, it was just knuckling down on. Or buckling down. On, <laughs> I think uh, knuckling, knuckling yeah, down knuckling is appropriate. Down, <laughs> yes. a better word. Yeah, yeah. Um, on on just the just the technique and then sure, sure. Um, more so on the mindset, not even on so much right, of the technique. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the the lightness on your feet, obviously trying to replicate yeah, Muhammad yeah. Ali's style, um, because you look at him and he's just, he's a dancer in the ring. He's so as Carmel would put it, majestic, and. Um, yeah, it was mostly it was mostly just learning that kind of dancing and um, obviously the, the really intense training sessions. Do you think? Do you think that? Idea. Do you think that uh, will have an impact on your acting? I remember a, yeah. a director. I was spending some time on stage years ago, a long time ago, and after this show, and I'd done this performance. You know, he was very complimentary, but I knew there was something else coming. And he said, "You know what? You need to take some dance. Mm-hmm. You need to open up a little bit on mm-hmm. stage." Yeah. And so I did, and mm-hmm. I just wonder if that that the technique or the precision of it, or yeah. you know the. Well, I mean, I've done dance my whole life up until about last year, and um, I loved it. Like it's it's the most freeing thing mm. you can think of. Like just in in a room with some music, just wh- whether it's jazz, contemporary, or just letting loose. Um, it is one of the most liberating things ever, and um, I think just in terms of rhythm as well, um, mm-hmm. dancing like played played a big part in me being able to um, choose the right step and the next right. th- like thinking ahead, thinking of right. what right. might what punches might be thrown at me and ducking. And well, there's something so to. embodied too, right? You're, yeah. It's, it's a head-heart thing, head-heart-body thing, right? Yeah. you got everything working together at mm-hmm. once, and I would imagine floating like a butterfly takes a, a yeah. certain amount <laughs> of um, uh, years of practice. Because we I, haven't called it sting like a bee. Right. Stinging is simpler than floating. Sure, yes. sure. And at a spiritual level, it is much more about us floating than us stinging. Sure. And it's interesting, but to add, like when, when Hazel had a session, she had a session with um, world middleweight champion, former <laughs> world middleweight wow. champion. Not the guy in the ring at the carnival? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. He's actually a local physiotherapist. Who, he was swimming on the beach beside me, and I spotted him, and I was like, how am I going to get his number without seeming like a pervert? <laughs> <laughs> Something a little well, I just wanted to this, figure yeah. out, like oh, I was uh, just going, and so at good. this stage, he, there wasn't a Muhammad Ali lookalike character in the film. Mm-hmm. But when I saw him on the beach, I thought, he has to be in this film somehow. 
And uh, so at first he thought it was a hoax. Right, so I said right. to him, he was admiring my camper van. And I said, why don't I take your number in case I find a camper van for you? <laughs> That's pretty funny. We call that casting on the go. Is that, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of that. I bet there a was. Yeah. And a real, probably a testament to the film and the story, right? Well, look, the, the community if you, that... If you see something wonderful and beautiful in someone, you want to bring it into your yeah, film. For sure, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's, you know, yeah. why not? Some yeah. people, yeah. Hmm. So, so dad uh, steals the car and then runs out of gas. Fabulous mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. It's hysterical, actually, in its <laughs> subtle kind of way. Um, there's, there's lots of little moments like that, mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. sort of aha moments almost. Mm -hmm. yeah. Intentional for you? To, to, I mean, for me, Very this is much. a film about gender disparity, but it's yeah. a film about all kinds of things, yeah. right? It's about better relationships and about... Uh, about about intimacy and speaking well yeah. and wisely and all kinds of things and that's what I yeah. so love about this thing called filmmaking. Yeah. yeah. When you start to peel back some of the layers, right? I remember reading a mammoth in a um, novel called A Delicate Balance, and what was really evident in that book was the kind of rhythm of Indian life, which is like hmm. you know disaster and hilarity are right beside each other <laughs> right. all the time. Attention. Fate yeah. is actually yeah. going to throw a curveball at any at any moment. Right. So in a way, like we think, all oh, right, we're the road movie begins, and it's like half a kilometer down the road, the road movie has ended. <laughs> right, right. You know, but uh, that's my experience <laughs> there, of life. There was such an energy too, right? And he was just so jazzed <laughs> yeah. about stealing yeah. this car. Yeah. We're 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 gonna we're gonna make it. Yeah, that's it. And things change so quickly. One minute, right? You know, the family are bonding. Mm. The next thing, it turns from ha 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 to paranoid to oh oh the room has gone cold or rather in this case the car has gone cold right yeah. right but let's face it how many of us have not experienced that we have what 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 happened to him in prison i mean he's your he's your dad as as mm -hmm. uh, um yeah as we've we've gone through some of the things that might have happened and carmel has said actually which makes a lot of sense to me i didn't even think about it because i was like i wasn't I didn't have that sick of a mind, to be honest. But um, uh, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> no, um, she obviously she spent so much time on this script and obviously knows inside out where the um, character's stories sure. lie in, yeah. in in the past. And she uh, mentioned that he might because he was a traveller and he had just been thrown into prison. He would have been mocked and ridiculed and probably raped mm. um which is such an emasculating thing for right. a man right. of course um and so when he comes into he comes back into um his tribe where he's meant to be this heroic figure right um he finds it so hard to adjust because he he still feels this shame of being completely just thrown into the bin and thrown to the side. And just such a radical shift from, yeah, from yeah, the exactly. establishing scene, the establishing mm -hmm. shots of this loving dad who's so exactly. inclusive yeah. to, uh, what's, what was the line uh, from now on, the, the, the boys do the fighting? Or mm. like just can't accept the fact yeah. that maybe you're going to be empowered in some way or, or, yeah. or another. And, it's, and yeah, I think, it's yeah, I think the scenes where it's such satirical comedy, like in terms of that, that, uh, that car scene and the chicks and whatever else, um, it's really heartbreaking when he can't see the humor in things. Right. And he, he, he constantly looks for the jabs that people might be um, throwing at him, and there are none. And he's just constantly looking for this shadow that, that isn't there. Mm -hmm. I, I think she kind of hit the nail in the head. 
Because, I mean, he, it's fear and hurt in him that's causing him for to sure, behave. For sure. I, I, I absolutely believe, and I, I want to put it out there at every opportunity, no man is born a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Mm. No man is born a misogynist. It's, it's always injury creates misogyny. Well, that's sort of almost coming back full loop to what you said earlier about, about the police in your head, in a yeah. way, isn't it? That's right. You're kind of making an ideological sort yeah. of... Yeah. Strate- uh, not strategic, but a systemic comment yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that basically, you know, we know now from research, but we know from people, like, I, I met, I met, I had remarkable conversations with traveller men off the record. I could never, ever, ever expose the people who taught me their stories, but this, what they went through in these mm. institutions, mm. what their grandparents went through, um, we are seeing the results of that now in the rates of traveler suicide. Right, right. Um, so a question I wanted to ask right out of the gate, and I, I, I didn't. Um, do all roads lead to Dublin? <laughs> oh, I to- think they do, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I disagree because I'm from Cork. Hazel's from yeah. Dublin. <laughs> There's, There's a tribal a rivalry. <laughs> I mean, it's just, for me, it, was, it, it actually became a bit of a metaphor in a way yeah. because, you know, it was the big fight. Mm-hmm. that you were going to see, yeah. right? Yeah. With your dad and your brother. Yeah, and um, but there was she couldn't run from it. That's right. Yeah. Right. right. This is this is the uh, the existential dilemma yeah, of trying exactly. you know, trying to get somewhere and, and stepping into it, it seems to me. Yeah, I love yeah. Uh, my idea was they never get there. Like right. loads of people right. in the development were saying, yeah. Oh but they must go to Dublin because that was the point of the journey. Yes. But actually they get they don't get very far. Mm. If you're travelling on foot with a wagon, you're actually maybe covering three miles four miles, six miles right, a day. Right, So right. this is a different type of road movie. Sure. <laughs> it's a different type of road <laughs> yeah. movie. That's right. Yeah. You never get there. there yeah, we is just no, want to get up to that get... next oak tree. There yeah. On the other, yeah. And you yeah. actually don't get your... How very few of us ever get to where we plan well, to go in life. Well, it's a good point, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's the, it, and an it's so cliche thing. and trite yeah. to yeah. say it's, it's the journey. But it, yeah. it, 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 it yeah. really, really is. And we yeah. need to continually, it seems to me, be reminded of that. I've heard you've got quite a singing voice. Um, some people might say Carmel. <laughs> well, she had a concert in, on the street in Toronto the other night oh, after the screening. Interesting. And every seat was full from passers-by to hear her, her first concert ever. Oh, is that right, eh? Was this a little like how you decided to get married? Like you just decided yeah, to have a concert on the street? Yeah, it was kind of sprung on her. Yeah, it kind of was like a week before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't have much time to practice at all, so uh, it was the day of nice. myself and Dara in the room just banging out a few tunes and hoping that it all went well she sang in the film she sang her own song and that day it was only 10 minutes the location we were supposed to shoot in was flooded and I knew the scene I had planned wouldn't work in the new location so I said to Hazel Hazel have you ever written a song (laughs) and she said oh funny you asked me that because my dad said if, Tom, if Carmel ever hears you sing this song, she'll put it in the film. I said, let's hear it. And, and, and can, she did it. And can listeners uh, get it on iTunes? The soundtrack can be available? Yet, Not yet, but that will, that will it, happen. It's coming. That oh, will happen. Okay, all right. At well, some point. I'm leaving this up to Carmel. <laughs> yeah, yes. Get on our Facebook page and there say, where's the soundtrack? <laughs> not not to be confused with the hitched Facebook page. Well, yeah, uh, that's, that's a, a different whole, yeah. story. Yeah. Is there Just a hitched little, Facebook no. page? Yeah, a little, Is there, little, no, that was a WhatsApp that, group. Oh, that was, yeah, that was, was a little. What a pleasure meeting you both. Thank you, you for too. the film. Uh, it was lovely. I hope everyone sees it. I've been talking with. Uh, is, so, have we decided on Carmel? 
It's actually Carmel. <laughs> it's just Carmel. exotic to me to That's hear right. myself called Carmel because Carmel is a really common Irish name. Mm-hmm. Very, very exotic. Carmel so Winters. I'll accept any name. Carmel Winters. Thank and you Hazel very much. Duke here talking today. Thank you so much. Like butterfly. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you Acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.